When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. fans are you ready to brave the wild with me your host paladino joey brave the wild is available on the sportstuff.com itunes stitcher and double twist nice to be back on board once again with you today the minnesota wild finished 500 out of the last four games two and two yeah you're hoping for that three and one record but well i guess we're playing teams that are desperate that want to get to the postseason all that can kind of understand that, but at the same time, the frustration of a couple of these, boy, oh boy, and of course seeing Mike Yo come into Excel Energy Center uh, and stymie the wild as much as they did. Jake Allen nearly getting a shout-out, if not for a Jake Allen-like goal, a goal allowed in the final 12 seconds or so. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, that was disgusting. That was disgusting, um, but it is what it is. Let's talk about a very fun game, the best game of the week, easily. Sunday, March the 5th, again, check out the Pucknology podcast, Pucknology podcast. You can look them up on Twitter, and of course, find them on iTunes, and download the show, rock and roll. San Jose Sharks, Chris and others out there make a nice show together, and, and yep, uh, we, it was basically a preview of, well, just a conversation of the Wild and the Sharks. You never know, it might be the Western Conference Finals, because they've been leading that Pacific Division um, but obviously we got a long way to go to get there. you got an extremely tough week coming up. At least you wrap up nicely on Thursday with Carolina. But boy, Chicago and Washington coming up. That's going to be an interesting second segment. Let's talk about the Sharks game. Very nice showing by the Minnesota Wild on a Sunday evening. Fun little 3-1 to victory. Sunday, March the 5th, of course, Parisi and Pominville back from the mumps. And, well, all is right with the Wild. I'm not going to say all is right with the world or anything. But a nice overall play. Pominville simply putting the puck on that. Parisi kind of, you know, he deflected it, kind of turning, and it went right through Mr. Jones there, Mr. Martin Jones, who I thought was just fantastic time and time again. As the Wild would have breakaways, they'd have big-time scoring chances, and Martin Jones was up to the task. Devin Dubnik, same thing on the other end. Only had to, only stopped 20 shots. Martin Jones stopped 25, so not a whole lot of shots on goal. There was a lot of blocks and a lot of good wall play by both clubs. But the Wild just very solid throughout this one. Uh, Eric Holler really good in the face-off circle. Strong overall performance. Koyu actually struggled, which is kind of rare. Only 3 of 11 in that case. But 
a fun game to watch, kind of smooth, smooth overall hockey game. Nice to see guys like Parisi and Stahl kind of getting back into the swing of things, literally. Uh, Stahl adding an empty netter much later in the game. A very defensive game overall. Eric Stahl only four minutes later was able to put it past uh, able to put it past Martin Jones. I keep wanting to call him Adam Jones, and I don't know why. As I sit here trying not to cough to death, apologize there. But uh, Stahl would add two goals in the game. He goes from 17 to 19. He'd have an overall pretty strong week. Again, Eric Stahl, just kind of like he does, lulling people to sleep, but a, a spectacular pass by Matt Dumba, who otherwise has struggled a lot of late, but a awesome pass, kind of like a Grandland, a Grandland level pass, almost like a reverse. His 18th assist of the year to Eric Stahl, legitimate assist there, not just to, not just serving up a juicy rebound. Off of Jones there, Stahl with a big finish. Carlson just got one past Dumnik three minutes later, so really most of the scoring coming in the first period other than Stahl's empty netter the rest of the way. Kind of a grinded out second period, uh, but again, some really fun scoring chances for both clubs and spectacular goaltending for both clubs. Uh, but luckily the Wild able to come up on the, on the strong end of this one. Thank God they were able to nail that power play again from Parisi. You get Pominville and Parisi on that power play. It's just like old times there. Parisi's 15th goal of the year and again both of them back from the mumps. So not like we're sitting here like a month later and both of them are still sick. So whew, we, we, we dodged a bullet. We dodged a bullet with the mumps. Hopefully no one else shows up with it in the next couple of weeks here. Knock on wood wherever the wood is. Sharks look like a solid team, but the Wild look like the better team, and we feel very encouraged going into possibly a Western Conference series. If the Wild and the Sharks would play each other in the postseason, it would be in the Western Conference Finals because we all pretty much have a pretty good idea who the second round would would be if the Wild get there. Look, I mean, I mean, obviously Chicago would have to survive the first round along with us in order to get there, but odds are that would most likely happen. Thank goodness, though, the Wild three to one victory, solid. Looked like the just looked like they had the edge on the Sharks most of the way. Frustrating calls for the Sharks. I understand. I saw some of that commentary on Twitter and such. But luckily, the Wild able to survive that one. <laughs> so now we go to Tuesday, March the seventh. <clears throat> okay, Mike Yo comes into Excel Energy Center for the first time as the head coach. He came in as the associate head coach earlier in the season. Of course, the five to one pounding. By the Wild, late uh, in, in January, late January was the end of Ken Hitchcock's tenure with the St. Louis Blues. This one, a very different, a very different overall game, two to one in favor of the Blues. Oh man, Devin Dubnik was good in the game. David Perron, David Perron, with a deflection. It's kind of like one of those "what can you do" type of situations. Luckily, a Blues goal would be disallowed later on a high stick. So thank God that one was. Off the stick of Berglund. Uh, not Granlund, but Berglund, right? <laughs> off the stick there, really kind of reaching for that one. Kind of like similar to Parisi's, but even further away, I would have to say, in that case. So luckily, that one was disallowed, and rightfully. It wasn't a very difficult call. I didn't see a whole lot of uh, protest out of Berglund anyway. So it is what it is. And who do you think scored? Who scored midway through the third period? Again, after a very grinded out Mike Yo type of game. I mean, was this Mike Yo? It, you know, you thought it was Mike Yo. It really was Mike Yo. I mean, a two-to-one type of game. This is what we saw with the Wild the last four or five years or so. But what you didn't see was Jake Allen be as good as he was the entire game. I mean, he was making stops that would just make you just want to break the TV set. Couldn't believe it. Like, how did that not go in? Eric Holla, multiple attempts. Parisi absolutely should have scored on a couple. Just heartbreaking. Uh, and even even on the miss, I mean, even on the save by Allen, still had a possibility 
to Chris Stewart and couldn't get it in either. Jake Allen just on his game the entire night. And again, how? How is Jake Allen suddenly finally like a good good goalie for the St. Louis Blues? Obviously, they saw him as a strong goalie of the future for the club for quite a while behind Brian Elliott. And then it even got to a point where there was a platoon between the two. But he still, it's just he was mediocre. Remember in the playoff series two years ago and he was mediocre last year and he was even more mediocre this year. Now here we go. Here comes Jake Allen. And of course you got Hutton too who is probably has a, who, who's been a little bit stronger than Jake Allen most of the way, honestly. But, oh Lord, Jake Allen, very strong in this game. It's like, you know, you can just tell I'm disoriented even thinking about this one. How many chances the Wild would have? And of course Koivu finally would get the Wild on the board. With just seconds left in the game. 12 seconds left in the game. Less than 12, honestly. <laughs> Putting the puck on net from basically center ice. Way back in the neutral zone. And it just skipped past Jake Allen. You know, the kind of goal that <laughs> that Jake Allen gave up in the postseason a couple years back. And Ken Hitchcock had that funny look on his face like the... What? You know, where your mouth is left open like, huh? That went in? And that's literally... <laughs> It was that kind of goal. Where was that all night? It was just too little too late. Of course, St. Louis wins the face-off, and the puck goes the other into the wild zone, and we're just trying not to let them go up 3-1 to one at that stage. There's nothing else you could do. Time was expiring, and that was all That was all she wrote. Vladimir Tarasenko. And the story here that you're going to continue to see, and yes, this is not news. This is not anything that's like, oh my God, how could this be? Or, or oh, this is a huge problem here. Yet at the same time, it's becoming more and more of one. Is Obviously, Devin Dubnik is a much different goalie when the puck is up. And of course, that was the case with Corey Crawford as well. And it's been the case with Corey Crawford and most goalies. It's harder to stop the puck by you know when, when you raise it, when you shoot it high, as they say. Vladimir Tarasenko over the shoulder of Dubnik, and it was, a, it was just a perfect shot right on the money. A spectacular pass from Schwartz. Just holy moly, what a pass. And <laughs> Tarasenko, 29th goal of the year. But no, Devin Dubnik, definitely. His save percentage in the upper in the upper zone, extremely, extremely different than it is in the lower zone. Uh, Dubnik, almost perfect down there, but up up above, it's a completely different story. I mean, he, I swear he lets like 30% of them past him. It's kind of scary. So it is what it is. And that's kind of the case here. St. Louis Blues fortune in that case. Of course, David Perron. It was a deflection that went high. It was low and it went high after Colden Paracos shot. And bada bing, bada boom. That was when St. Louis went up one nothing. And there it is. Um, just a frustrating, grinded out style game. Dubnik only faced 18 shots yet. Or excuse me, 20, uh, 20 shots. He stopped 18 of them. And it just, it just wasn't meant to be for the Wild on this night. You thought the whole night the Wild were in the game, but they just could not get it done. They just couldn't get it done. Ugh, this team played well for Mike Yo, and you know what? Good for them, and they're staying alive and all that, and that's the conversation by Bruce, uh, Bruce Boudreau after the Florida game and the, and the Tampa game. It's just we're playing teams that, are, you know, they're on the bubble, and they're really upping their game right now because they're trying to get in. Thursday, March the 9th, this is a team that really wants to get in the playoffs, and Vasilevsky the entire night. I mean, it was like every bounce of the puck, man. Every bounce of the puck. Oh, I mean, no matter what it was, he would somehow get to it. He would knock it out of thin air, off of a deflection. Just, oh, Vasilevsky. And yes, he's been very good. His, his Andre Vasilevsky, that is. His save percentage, his goals against average, not spectacular during the season. But when the Wild have played against him, he's been insane. In fact, his goals against average against the Wild this year? One. 
And this is because the Wild, well, they scored one goal in regulation, and it wasn't an overtime goal back on February the 10th. Happy birthday to my dad and my nephews, <laughs> right? Um, but it was a shootout, a shootout loss for Tampa Bay in that case. So only one goal allowed in regulation, both times for the Wild uh, against Tampa Bay. So Vasilevsky, fantastic against the Wild all year. The frustration mounted in both games, but luckily the Wild escaped last time around, not this time. Marco Scandella did get one past Mr. Vasilevsky in this one. Luckily, Marco Scandella off of the Jonas Brodeen shot, he was able to redirect it kind of down low. Nice play by Marco Scandella. Again, it's like it's kind of strange seeing him that close to the basket, like a or basket, that close to the net. <laughs> what am I talking about? Uh, kind of a Parisi type of goal. You don't really expect to see defensemen down there, but I suppose if Jonas Brodeen's back, Scandella can step up, and boy, oh boy, he was able to get it in there. And yes, Marco Scandella's the best basketball player on the team. They say, I've actually seen him dunk a basketball before, which is kind of funny. That might be what I'm thinking about there. Scandella playing power forward for the Wild when he's a defenseman, and he put it in, and we'll take it. Parisi type goal. The Wild were in the game at one point there, but overall... Demon Dubnik not on his game in this one. Pucks high, pucks high, time and time again. Kucherov, not the best goal, not the worst goal, but certainly not great. Victor Hedman, 13th goal of the year. Kucherov, 29th goal there. He's really leading the way. Two goals in this one. He added the empty netter later. His 30th goal of the season. Something no, none of the wild players have at this stage. But Granlin's got 22, so I don't know. Uh, Granlin throughout the night, very... Just a very bad game for Granlin. Turnovers and puck, just could not hang on to the puck time and time again. Poor defense, poor positioning, but the turnovers especially. Just off his game the whole night. It was really strange to watch. Uh, I gotta say it was Granlin's worst game of the year. And that immortal line of Granlin, Koivu, and Zuck are looking a lot more mortal lately. And there's conversation about breaking them up off and on now. And that's hard to believe, but it, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, since this trade... I don't know, man. Since this trade, it seems things seem a little bit different. And of course, since the Blackhawk game, things have been very different. This game, very, very concerning, very disappointing. Boudreaux was mentioning that afterwards as he's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm concerned. And, he, you know, it's like he's not afraid to say that either because it is concerning. Uh, the Andre Schuster goal, what the hell was that? I mean, it's just like, just kind of gently putting the puck on net. Kucherov, you know, a nice little pass and everything. And if you figure Andre Schuster just going to put the puck on net, Hope for a rebound, whatever it was. Of course, there was a whole lot of space for the guy. But you'd think Dubna could be ready for it. It's like he wasn't screened or anything. Just right through him. And it was down low, too. Just right through. Just a sieve type of goal. And this was after the Wild had a little uh, little chance going on there. And, of course, you give up this odd man rush. And then there you go. There you go. It's 3 nothing Tampa. And it's like, well, psh- that's about it, isn't it? Uh, 3 nothing already. Sure, you can come back. There's still plenty of time remaining in the game, but well, the way Vasilevsky was playing the whole night, whatever, man. Uh, Scandella scored with only four minutes left. 3-1. to one. Sure, you're still in the game. You get the empty net later, and then Kucherov adds number 30 on the empty netter. Oh, goody. Yanni. Yanni, the music artist, right? <laughs> Getting his first assist of the year. Yeah, good for him on an empty netter. Well, 4-1 to one Tampa, and again, the reasons for concern really starting to mount at this stage. I understand these teams are fighting for the playoffs, and Tampa Bay's playing a bit better, Vasilevsky, blah, 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 blah. But, okay, come on, you know, can we start winning some games again? It's our first two-game losing streak in quite a while. Okay, so it makes us look good in that sense, but this is ugly. This is an ugly game. Many players not really on... And, and it's really sad to see Granlin struggle, but you know what? You know, not everybody's going to have a great game. Uh, it was nice to see Gustav Olsen back in the mix, but mm, overall, just, whew, 
this was a this was a, a bit of an eye opener. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Calgary game. It seemed like we haven't been playing them well all year either. So when that was a five to one loss, still extremely frustrating. Hopefully the Wild can rebound now. You've lost two in a row. First time since November. Will the Wild rebound in Florida? I remember I picked uh, the Wild to beat Tampa, lose to Florida. Well, maybe maybe we can go the opposite direction. And luckily the Wild were up to the task in that one. Friday, uh, March the 10th, 7-4. to And that's because of two empty netters, by the way. But this was a back-and-forth type of battle. It looked like the Wild were going to come out losers in this game. It really did. Um... Nice to, uh, nice <laughs> deflection by Zucker fairly early in the game off of the Brodine shot. Granlin with his 40th assist of the year. The hockey assist, of course, the second assist to Mikhail Granlin. 21st goal of the year by Zucker, who again has not been playing particularly well. But good to see him light up the lamp, light the lamps here. 21st goal about, you know, about a third into the first period. That was nice. And then guard Darcy Kemper in net, and he wasn't that great most of the night. Just same old story. You know, it's always the kind of goals you think, well, I mean, would Dubnik have stopped that? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, the way Dubnik's been playing lately, I don't know. I mean, Dubnik, it seemed like he has these hot games, and then he has the cry, and then he has the crappy ones again, back and forth. He was pretty good against the Sharks. He was good against St. Louis, and then he got shelled against Tampa. So it happens. Maybe it's 2-1, two, 2-1, two, one, two, one, I don't know. But and hopefully the Wild can come up and score like they did for this game. And they really were up to the task after really struggling against, well, I mean, they struggled against Jones, really. I mean, only two goals before the empty net. And then, well, you know, one goal against St. Louis, one goal against uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, the goal against St. Louis was in the last second of the game. And then this night, the Wild woke up again. The offense is back against Raymer, who's been all right for Florida. I mean, Luongo's kind of oft injured, and he's inconsistent. When he's good, he's great. When he's not, he sucks. He's kind of like Kemper, but a little bit better. Like, a better version of Kemper is Roberto Luongo. Uh, Kemper getting pulled again in this one. Uh, the Dubnik goal allowed later, too, was like he was just completely out of position, chasing the puck, and the next thing you know, the net's wide open. So, that's great. Uh, just out of position. Not a good play by Dubnik. Kemper would give up three, and they weren't good, and Mr. Boudreaux was just not having it. Uh, the, the, the faith in Darcy Kemper with it, from this coaching staff is getting is, is getting weaker and weaker. Uh, the patience level is dropping in a big way. Uh, Charlie Coyle able to add an empty netter, so I guess, again, if you're going to end the drought or whatever it is, you know, continue to end the cold spell. It's, it's not as much of a drought as it was before, but still, end the cold spell. You might as well get it on an empty netter. Uh, he was able to add an assist also in the game. So Coyle, despite not playing well for forever, basically, has added two assists here. Coyle, these 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 cold snaps, cold stretches for him have really been a huge frustration. And, of course, Kemper, again, just time and time again, Giving up goal after goal, the one nothing time, the one nothing goal by Zucker would be the last time the Wild would lead until pretty late in that third period when Parisi would get a clutch goal there, and thank God for that. Parisi had been very active all week and he got rewarded in this game, uh, and, and also rewarded on Palmenville's eleventh goal of the season. Hard to believe Palmenville's only got eleven goals, but he's got quite a few assists. He's he's really been putting the point, put, putting in the points this year, and good for him. Not necessarily scoring a whole lot, but adding a lot of assists. Pominville been a lot better than he was last year. That's for darn sure. Uh, Eric Stahl adding his 20th goal of the year off a nice pass from Niederreiter. Of course, his 20th of the year, and then he'd get his 21st. Stahl just very strong most of the week. So many chances, again, throughout the way against Tampa Bay. Just got absolutely stymied by Vasilevsky. He was stopped by Jake Allen as well. 
in the I mean he's he had multiple breakaways during the course of the week and he was getting rewarded as well Parisian stall rewarded multiple occasions in this game and nice to see Granlund getting what he did earlier in the year hustling and getting that empty netter if the wild would go up four five to four in a seesaw battle here Kyle Granlund again adding that one and then Charlie Coyle adding one with three three seconds remaining after Granlund would add his uh, with, with with about a minute remaining. Thank God there. Stahl would add his 30th assist. Now he's at 51 points for the year. So Eric Stahl definitely stepping up this week. A guy who'd been struggling. Now you're starting to see the Eric Stahl you saw earlier in the year when he would just factor in everything. He would score goals. He would get assists. He's always in the mix and great to see Eric Stahl kind of coming back to what he was earlier in the year. Now hopefully he can be this way when the when the postseason rolls around because that's more important than even right now. But hey, in this particular night and this particular week, Eric Stahl shined bright and he, he really helped the Wild get to at least 500 during the course of this week. And thank you very much. This was a team that was like, we are not going to have a three-game losing streak. This Florida team is beatable. We know we can beat them. And the Wild were able to do so. Um, those goals allowed by... Darcy Kemper, I mean, just, you know, just pick up the puck, freeze the puck, something. You know, I mean, a, a lot of them are just loose puck type of goals. And like, why? Why are you not getting it out of there? And the, 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 the Yarma Yager goal, 13th goal of the year. He's a legend. He's ancient and all that. And it was nice to see, you know, it's nice to see him score and all that. Good for him, but not against us and not in that fashion. Just a softy. And that's when the Wild would uh, have, the, have the tie score again. And Florida would, would, take the, would tie the game right back up. As my correction, the Wild did take a 3-2 lead. It felt like they were trailing the whole game. And they basically kind of were, in a sense. But it was a seesaw battle. Back and forth. One team would take the lead. The other would tie it up. Luckily, again, the Wild, after Zach Greasy's big-time goal, the uh, 16th goal of the season, five minutes remaining in the regulation, would finish the job. Thank God. As the Wild would take over there. And Devin Dubnik was solid down the stretch. It's just sad, though. Dubnik having to come in after a back-to-back because Kemper's that bad. Boy, uh, good thing Alex Daylock is playing so well in Iowa. As you know, what don't be too surprised if Daylock gets a couple games in net and Kemper goes down to Iowa at least for a little while to see what happens. Maybe Daylock's up to the task. Maybe he's not. But I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if this organization makes this move because Kemper is just you know you can't even rest Dubnik on a back to back because Kemper's so unreliable and Florida has not been playing well. I understand they're desperate trying to rebound here after losing four out of their last five. Now it's five out of six. But, I mean, still, I mean, these goals were not good. These were not good goals. I mean, this game probably easily could have been a 5-2 to two victory for the Wild. Or 4-2. to two, Probably 5-2, to two, we'll say. And, geez, I mean, come on. Come on, Kemper. Gee. But it is what it is. And again, the Dubnik goal allowed... Alexander Barkov, what 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 the hell was that? It's just frustrating again also. Just out of position, kind of got tangled up and such. And very frustrating. Um, Eric Stahl also, I should mention too, had a goal taken away against Tampa Bay. Yeah, he kind of be bumped into the goalie, but it was ever so slight and Boudreau was hoping for the hoping for a hoping for an overturning on the on, on the no goal call, but unfortunately it would stand against Tampa. I mean, that would have changed the game, too, against Tampa. But that that's just what kind of weak this was, and luckily the Wild are able to survive as now we head into the toughest couple games of the year coming up. Chicago, Washington. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But let's wrap up this one with the awards. Mike Madonna award winner for this week is Eric Stahl. I mean, he was on the play, on the puck. He was, he was in the mix the entire week. He could have scored five or six goals this week. He did manage to get three 
actually four, pardon me, with, with multi-goal games there. Great. Uh, thank you very much. Multi-goals against San Jose. Also, uh, several attempts against St. Louis and Tampa Bay. Several scoring chances. Multiple goals against Florida. Thank you again very much. Eric Stahl, four goals during the week and multiple assists as well. Strong overall performance for Eric Stahl. <clears throat> and we'll take it any time. A six-point week from Eric Stahl is a very, very good thing. Mike Bodano Award, the James Shepard Memorial. Um, you know, I think you could give it to Granlin, but I, I don't know. I mean, he was okay other than the Tampa game, and he did put the puck in the net. And you can't give it to Kemper every single game. But it's just in general... Uh, just losing at home to Mike Yo and then getting crushed by Tampa Bay right after that. Pretty disappointing. You, I mean, I'm almost ready to give it to Dubnik after that Tampa game. I mean, wow. <laughs> this will be, uh, you know, but he was so strong against San Jose and St. Louis. So, I don't know. I mean, would that be fair to give it to Dubnik either? Just, it's kind of like a general thing. A general thing, like, you know, not scoring against St. Louis and then getting crushed by Tampa and also not scoring against Tampa in general. I'm, I'm, it's kind of a generalizing one. Dumba has not been good, but I can't keep picking on him either. It's just, you can kind of put it all together with those St. Louis and Tampa losses for the James Shepard Memorial. Let's take a break, come back, and talk about a couple, talk about a three-game week here, but two of them being huge. Hopefully you finish strong in Carolina on Thursday, March the 16th. But, and then we'll talk about the prospects right after that. <laughs> Segment number two, preview segment, and also talking about the prospects. Got to mention also, in the Sharks game, it's just so distracted with everything else going on. Christian Foling out for, for about three to four weeks, too, at the upper body injury. Looked like he hit his wrist pretty good against the boards there on the boarding call against the San Jose Sharks much earlier in the week. Uh, Christian Foling, unfortunately, out for a few weeks now, so that's unfortunate. Uh, Gustav Olsen, upper body injury as well, day-to-day as of just uh, last night. So that's unfortunate. Gustav Olsen, a much-needed much needed, uh, defenseman, developing guy and everything else. Let's wrap up the Chicago series here. It's all knotted up. Minnesota with, let's see, we have three, four points. No, we have three points on the year. Chicago has three points because uh, they... Nope, they have they have four points. Chicago has four points. The Wild have three. The Wild win. They win the series. Eh, blah blah blah. If the Wild win in a shootout, it's a, it finishes in a tie. But at least we win the game. So there it is. Chicago would uh, have the <laughs> each each team would have <clears throat> each team would have five points on the season. So it is what it is. We'll just let things develop here. Sunday, 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 March the twelfth. NBC, Minnesota, Chicago. Yeah, what's going to happen here? The way the Wild are playing, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm not feeling all that confident right now. But that nice survival against Florida and the way this team so badly wants to win the wants to win the division, have the best record in the conference. The sad part is how Chicago doesn't care. And then here comes the, you know, yet they, they win it anyway some years. And other years, it's just once they get to the playoffs, it's, it's game on. Like, so what? They're the third seed in the West. Oh, what a terrible seed. Oh, poor Chicago. They're, they're so upset about it. And then they just roll through everybody. They're like, oh, so bummer. We're only the fourth seed. Oh, poor us. And then, eh, 
and then they just rolled through everyone, you know, like I just said twice. Sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm afraid of. Um, how much does this game mean? You know, it, it means a lot in terms of, for the Wild, in terms of psyche, I'm sure. And you want to win the season series. You want to win the division in the Western Conference. But, again, the postseason, it's just, uh, okay, just beat them, damn it. And I hope the Wild do. Um, the Blackhawks have been playing extremely well of late. They did lose recently one nothing to Anaheim, though, most recently. The, Wild, uh, the, the Chicago Blackhawks also lost to Detroit recently, too. So, okay, um, two losses in a row for Chicago. Hmm. Do you think the Blackhawks are going to lose three games in a row? Ugh. I don't feel good. I don't feel good right now about this one. Uh, 11 a.m. Central time in United Center. I don't feel too confident right now. Patrick Kane really picking up his game after really being quiet early in the year. Remember when he had like 13, 14 goals? Now he's got 29. Oh, geez. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. Patrick, uh, excuse me, Jonathan Taves was, was oft injured and hurt. And then he just starts tearing it up. Now he's at 48 points, 58 games. I mean, okay, those aren't like the best numbers he's ever had, but he's coming on huge. Patrick Kane, though, he's back to being Patrick Kane. I mean, it was weird seeing this team, these guys struggle, not scoring that much, yet they were still like first place by a mile because of, you know, when the Wilders were trying to catch up with them most of the year. Uh, now they're getting downright scary. Though, of course, only scoring two goals in, in, in a total of two games here of late after winning about four or five in a row. Beating Pittsburgh and beating Pittsburgh four one, the Islanders two one, Nashville five three, just stymieing them. I don't know. I don't like this game. I don't like it. I, I've got a real crappy feeling. And even if Chicago beats the Wild and regains the division, the conference slash division lead, that doesn't mean it doesn't mean the Wild are are. <laughs> it doesn't mean the Wild aren't going to win the division. Um, of course, Wild at ninety two points at the moment, the Blackhawks at eighty nine. So again. Minnesota would still be in first place in the division and all that. Uh, Montreal, yeah, then Chicago has to head to Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto. The, none of those games are going to be particularly easy. Then it gets real easy with Colorado, Vancouver, and Dallas at home. That's that's a three-game win streak, most likely. Ah, boy. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't feel good about this one. I'm going to pick a Blackhawks win, and I, I hate it. But I'm going to pick a Blackhawks win because they're just... They're not going to lose three games in a row. Um, I, and... You know what? You know, it's like I have to see it to believe it. I hope the Wild go out there and win 5 nothing. I hope they shell Corey Crawford and they add a couple against Darling as well. I hope it's like 3 nothing Wild, like five minutes in the game, and Crawford's out, and then we add two more against Scott Darling, who's been really good this year. 2.13 goals against average. Significantly better than Crawford. It's just that Crawford is Mr. Consistency. Even though, you know, it's like, it's not the best numbers of his career, but he's just so consistent and so deadly. Scott Darling, though, 16-5 and five on the year. I mean, that's no joke. Just imagine if the Wilds, uh, just imagine if Darcy Kemper was like that. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Like, Darling's got Dubnik numbers right now. Just, just about. But even just, ah, just imagine if, if Kemper was, like, decent. Like, like a Darling or even a Crawford numbers, you know. But Crawford's got that, that, that psyche going into the playoffs. That's what's so dangerous about him. Ah, Chicago's gonna win this game 3-2. to two. Over the Minnesota Wild, Patrick Kane will score, because he always does. He's the Vladimir Tarasenko of the Blackhawks. And Vladimir Tarasenko is the Patrick Kane of the St. Louis Blues. Every bleeping time the Wild play the Blackhawks, Patrick Kane scores, or Jonathan Taves scores. Because last time it was Jonathan Taves, it wasn't Patrick Kane. But, ah, well, Patrick Kane always scores, though, against the Wild. Like, maybe once out of, like, four times, he won't. 
He's, he's going to get his 30th goal of the year against the Wild. Blackhawks win 3-2. to two. I, I just don't feel good. I don't feel good. I hope it's not anything more than three. I pray to God, Dubnik, be be decent in this one. Maybe it'll go to a uh, maybe it'll go to overtime period, something like that. The Wild squeak out a point, which would be nice. It's better than you know, like not squeaking out a point. It's remember the Wild Blackhawks beat us in overtime February the eighth, but then that five to three, just that five to three blah game on Feb twenty one. That really that bugged me, and the Wild have not been the same since then. I, I don't feel good about it. Oh, if the Wild win it, though, I do think it would be a huge boost in confidence for this club and its its division championship and and top seed in the West after that. I think the Wild will achieve it for sure if they beat the Blackhawks. I think that I I think that's a that's a stepping stone for the rest of the season, a springboard, if you will, and the Wild will be the number one seed in the West. But if they lose, it's going to be back and forth, so to speak. Wild still very possible could win it by just you know as long as we're not playing the Blackhawks, maybe. <laughs> Maybe they can survive and take over. Three to two win for Chicago. Patrick Kane will net will net at least one goal in the game. Most likely guy for the Wild to score, Zach Parisi, I believe. Uh, Washington Capitals. Washington Capitals number one record in the NHL. Not in the in the East in the NHL. Ninety five points on the year. Three points ahead of the Wild. Not so bad. I got a good feeling about this one for some strange reason. And, of course, Mr. Bruce Boudreaux is going to be going into his old club. There'll be a little extra motivation. He's done, He did really well against uh, Anaheim. The only problem is the freaking goalie for Washington. It's not just their scoring. Like, Nicholas Backstrom and Alex Ovechkin is about as good a goal scorer as their league. TJ Oshie, who's overrated but a little bit. But still, he's still, he's still a very skilled guy. Very skilled guy. I feel a, a little Minnesota ties, but he's really originally from Washington State. Uh, Holtby, though, about as good a goalie as there is in the league right now. Eight shutouts on the year. And he was one of the reasons why the Washington Capitals won the President's Trophy last year. And you know what, Washington? You know what, Washington? Go ahead and win the President's Trophy. Go ahead and win it. Uh, the Washington Capitals have, have lost two consecutive games. Dallas Stars and San Jose Shocks. But in between now and then, they'll have played the Los Angeles Kings and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. No, the Los Angeles Ducks of Anaheim. <laughs> the Anaheim Ducks in between then. And a three-game road streak, lose, streak losing to the Sharks. So it's a California curse for the Washington Capitals. I used to hate going into California with the Wild. They always lose two out of three or all three of them with these these clubs. They're, they're really tough to beat on the road, man. Oh, um, I think the Wild... See, the Wild are going to split... This 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 deadly duo here. These these, these the, the, the the top three teams in the entire NHL are the Capitals, the Wild, and the Blackhawks. Without a doubt, these are the top three teams in the league, and there's a pretty good chance one of the three will win Lord Stanley's Cup this year. And uh, yeah, <laughs> you hope it's not just some weird little underdog that comes out of nowhere and just pisses everyone off. I, I don't really necessarily want to see that unless it's Calgary or something. That'd be kind of cool, kind of cool, but uh, that would be only if say the Blackhawks. Yeah, get to the West. Nah, knock those bastards out, Calgary. Go get them. That'd be the only reason, though. I don't want to see Calgary get past the Wild somehow. That would be bullshit. Okay, pardon my French. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom, obviously, yeah, same name as our former goalie, and but he's a lot, lot better player in this league. A really good center for Washington. Just racks up the assists. He's also capable of goals. Big time, 67 points in 66 games. 55 for Alex Ovechkin. Not quite the 50-goal guy he was in the past, but still a dangerous player. TJ Oshie, lots of skill in the goal-scoring department. I mean, he yeah, he's a touch overrated, but then again, he's doing really well in Washington. He's doing a lot better there than he was in St. Louis. 44 points, 25 goals 
in 53 games. Kind of off injured a little bit this year, but still a strong player and an ac- excellent team overall. Holtby versus Dubnik. Dubnik versus Holtby. You got scoring, you got goaltending with Washington, and they are just, you know, the goal differential is the best in the league. The Wild are number two in the NHL in that category. I still don't think the Washington Capitals are going to win the Stanley Cup, though. And quite frankly, I hope they don't. I don't like Washington. The only reason, the only time I cheer for the Washington Capitals is if they're playing the Blackhawks, because why would you want the Blackhawks to win another one? Like, screw that. Um, against Holtby, we're going to have a hell of a time scoring, but then again, this Wild offense it has that capability. I mean, it's either going to be like 2 nothing Washington or 3-2 to two Wild. I, I think it's going to be 3-2 to two Wild, though. Yeah, you're going to see Ovechkin... You're going to see Ovechkin or Oshie score. It might end up being both of them. But one of those two for sure will score against the Wild, i got to think. And the most likely guy for the Minnesota Wild to score against Washington in a 3-2 to two win. I, I do expect a victory. I do expect Bruce Boudreaux to have these guys ready to play against this club. And the, and the Wild will beat the Washington Capitals. The Sharks, though, congratulations, Chris and others of the Pucknology Podcast, beating the San Jose Sharks on March the 9th. Or beating the Washington Capitals on March the 9th. Good job in the Shark Tank there, chomping those capitals. Um, most likely guy for the Wild to score, though. Let's go with Eric Stahl. I got a good feeling about this one, and yeah, he's played against the Capitals for many years with those Carolina Hurricanes, and of course the New York Rangers, well acquainted with them. I think Eric Stahl will be the most likely guy to score, and the Wild will win 3-2 to two in regulation over the Capitals. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, as for the season series with this club, We'll be playing once again on March the 21st, so just two weeks away, March the 21st, Tuesday, March the 21st. It's a Tuesday Tuesday showdown in both cases, because it's March the 14th this time around. Wrap things up with the Carolina Panthers. God, I love those black jerseys, man. And I, I don't usually like black jerseys. I think they're overdone, but the third jerseys for this club are as good as it gets. I love them. I love the third jerseys for this Carolina uh, Carolina Hurricanes club. I don't want to say Panthers. I hate those guys. 500. Carolina Panthers. 500 on the year. 7th place in the Metropolitan Division. It just shows how good the, Met, the Metropolitan Division is. I mean, you're, you know, you're in 7th place. 7 out of 8 teams in a huge Metropolitan Division. And yet, you know, you're at 500 and you're still way at the bottom there. Only New Jersey slightly worse with, with one with, uh, with two less points. But Carolina, three games in hand in that case. Who knows? Maybe the Carolina Panthers... I can't see I did it. Carolina Hurricanes can make some little miracle run, but I don't know. you got to make up about 11 points to get into the postseason. I like this team. And you know why I like them? Because they used to be the Hartford Whalers. And I do like their logo, and I love their, their colors and everything. And I liked Eric Stahl, and I was very happy for them when they won the Cup. That was awesome. Uh, Eric Stahl and, and uh, 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 Rod Brindamore... And you know, Curtis Lecision used to play on them too. That was kind of cool. The former Wild defenseman, very early on in the beginning. Jordan Stahl still there, the younger brother of Eric Stahl. Certainly not living up to the t- t- uh, the top pick, top five pick in the draft uh, <laughs> hype coming in. I mean, he certainly hasn't been the scorer that his, that his older brother has been. Uh, Jeff Skinner leading the way with only 43 points. I mean, it's not the worst thing you ever saw, but it ain't the best. Vic- Victor Rask with 38 points. Um, Jeff Skinner, the best player on the club, 21 goals, 22 assists. It's nothing to sneeze at, but if that's, you know, if, if that's the, the cream of the crop for your club, you're not really good. I mean, you're really not. I mean, Granlin's got 62 points. Stahl's got 51. Jeff Skinner would be way down there, man. I mean, he'd be below a lot of guys. Niederreiter, Koivu, all of them. So, even Coyle. So, I don't know. I don't know. They just don't score very much. Uh, Justin Falk, a familiar name as well. 
uh, Eddie Lack. I, you know, he was he was a decent goalie with uh, Vancouver. I remember him giving the wild trouble in the past. I actually wouldn't be surprised to see Eddie Lack in the net, but Cam Ward more than likely will be the goalie. He's just, you know, average, decent. He's had better years in his past. 2.65 goals against average, 22-20. and 20. That's a decent record. Two shutouts on the season. He's been snake bit with eight overtime losses on the season. Ouch, Cam Ward. Ouch. Just imagine if they could have got four more of those. Well, they'd have four more points, I guess. So, But still, a lot more psyche. <laughs> a lot better psyche. You'd suddenly be 31 and... and uh, 2023, 20, so that ain't bad. That's a good record. And what would you have? Four more points, 68 points. They'd still be in the seventh place. God, <laughs> that's bullcrap, isn't it? Your record would be way better, yet you'd still be in seventh place. That's weird. Hmm. But you'd have games in hand, at least, which the Wild always like to talk about. I expect the Wild to beat the Carolina Hurricanes, and if they don't, I'll be very upset. Uh, definitely the most winnable game of the week. To me, the Wild, I think they're going to go 2-1 and one this week. A nice, strong, solid week where they win the week, as uh, Boudreaux says. It's a successful week, as I've used that word too many times already. If you can win the, the seven-day uh, segment, yeah. <laughs> I think the, yep, I feel good about this one coming in. I expect a 4-2 to victory for the Wild. This is not a very good scoring team. 4-2 uh, victory, most likely got to score. Who do you think it's going to be? Eric Stahl. He's going to score against his old club. And they're gonna, uh, you know, they're gonna give him a wave there. I'm sure. I don't think they have anything to complain about. Eric Stahl is just a superstar with Carolina, and then after that, a good player, superstar for the first couple of years, and then you know, still very good though, like 70, 80 point seasons. That's borderline superstar still, um, which Granlund is is approaching right now. That 70 point type of year, very possible for him. Um, despite uh, icky game against Tampa, we'll try to let that pass. Um, but uh, I expect a three, uh, four to two victory for the Wild in the game. For some reason, if Eddie lacks in there, I don't know. Well, maybe the Wild take advantage and beat him up real good rather than have a stinky game against him. So, let's talk about those prospects. Let's start things out with the Iowa Wild. For some reason, it seems, I swear, they only play on weekends. Like, what's up with these four or five game breaks or day breaks? Like, it's the same thing with the ECHL, the uh, Quad City Mallards. Now, Adam Gilmore back up with the Iowa Wild. Not a whole lot of time in in the ECHL. He was fairly productive down there, so good for him. Or over there, I might as well say. So Iowa's, are di- Iowa's down, and then Quad City's just a little bit to the east there in Illinois. So <laughs> that kind of is what it is. Uh, of course, Polkin and gone. Alex Tuck with two goals two goals last night. And Samanas also with two goals. So very cool. Quinnipiac's, uh, Quinnipiac's own <laughs> 22 points on the season. Mike Riley adding an assist. So nice little night for those guys. Of course, Alex Tuck again. Another multi-goal game. Second multi-goal game of the season. Lucia, of course, mentioned out for the season. Uh, at least, at least for quite a while, anyway. If 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 not for the rest of the year, I gotta think it is. Alex Daylock continuing to improve those numbers. Only one goal against three shutouts total on the year. Two point three nine goals against average. Eleven and twelve on the season down in Iowa, and even Steve Mahalik continues to be pretty good. But Daylock has been a little bit better. Um, yeah, Kemper maybe go down and compete with Mahalik there for that goals for for the for the goalie spot down there maybe for the moment. Wouldn't be the worst idea. Ryan Carter still only one assist. He's still, you know, he's got five games now. Not They've just not been playing very often. I swear, it's just like one or two games a week. What is up with that? I say they only play on the weekends. What are they, the Gophers or something? Now, speaking of the Gophers, nice 4 nothing win against Michigan State last night, and they are officially the Big Ten champions of the regular season. Let's get it done in the tournament, too, now. But this is the shocker. Jack Sadek, two goals? 
Holy moly. This is a guy with seven points all season. One goal. And he scores two. He scores two goals. Now, it's Michigan State, and they stink. They absolutely stink. Like, they're worse than Michigan and all that. But two goals for Jack Sadak. <laughs> he even had an assist three-point night for Jack Sadak. Ten points on the year. Well done, young man. Well done. I mean, he had seven points in 30 games. Now he's got ten points. Jack Sadak, well done, young man. Thank you. Thank you. Great performance last night. Well done, man. Um, sweet. Uh, Nick Boca for Michigan continuing to not score, and that is what it is. Uh, we're going to talk about the goalies. That's the feature presentation coming up from Pavel Bonnet. Pavel Bonnet. That'll be great to hear from him very soon out of the Czech Republic. And, of course, his buddy, him and his buddy Merrick Skyba over there. Make mnwplayers.com, mnwplayers.com. Do look that one up. Wonderful. And, of course, they do the Facebook page for the same thing, MN, uh, facebook.com forward slash mnwplayers. We're going to definitely be continue to look on that page. I encourage you to click like on that. I'm uh, an admin on that page. I'm very proud to be a part of it, and they're, they're happy to have me too. And I, I can't thank you enough for, for that, uh, Pavel. Thank you very much, and uh, hope you're enjoying this show once again today. Yeah, um, wow, Jack Sadek, I, I just can't believe that. Uh, again, quiet week, though, for the for the Iowa Wild in terms of they they only played they only played one game, but still nice numbers. Uh, Sam Anas and Alex Tuck, very cool to see them step it up. Uh, unfortunate about Lucia, Alex Daylock, again, nice game. But also Quad City, same situation. They don't, they, they don't play a whole lot of games either, like maybe slightly more. And now it's just kind of the no-name no type of guys, not like the Sam Mornings of the world and others. Uh, it's nice to see Chase Lang back from injury. He's, he's got five games in tow. He had, he had a couple of points early on, but the last couple of games not going for Chase Lang. But again, nice to see him back. Sixth-round pick a couple of years ago. Uh, Adam, uh, excuse me, Jordan Greenway. Also got a head on uh, the Ch- the retired Chad Greenway. No relation there with the Minnesota Vikings linebacker. He retired this week. Uh, check out Purple Mafia, State of the Vikings, a new show came out this week. Very big uh, season wrap-up. And, of course, uh, talking about the NFL draft and free agency and all that. Really cool. Uh, Jordan Greenway, though, 9 goals, 19 assists in 33 games, 28 points for the Beast over there in Boston University, as they will most likely be in the NCAA tournament. Kirill Kaprizov, again, season ended, so, you know, just now we're just waiting. We'll see what happens. Hopefully we can get him over here to the United States, into Iowa or whatever it is. All the way up to the NHL, you never know. Jack Sadek, though, nice to see him adding some points. Luis Belpidio and Mr. Where is he? Carson Soucy. Both been missing time with injury, unfortunately. Duluth, uh, Duluth for Carson Soucy and Luis Belpidio, unfortunately, both out with injury. The captain of Miami, Belpidio. Very talented defenseman. Another guy you might see in Iowa very soon, as soon as next year. Um, Soucy, too, though. Soucy, for sure, because he's a uh, he's a senior there for, for the Duluth Bulldogs. I hate them now. I used to like him, but I hate him now. because. I, but uh, he'll, uh, he'll probably be with Iowa. Maybe he'll start off with the Quad City Mailers. I don't know. Avery Peterson added an assist last night, so good for him. He continues to have some some nice games there for one of the top teams in the country there. The Duluth Bulldogs, 13 points in 18 games for the talented Avery Peterson. Talented, and, you know, he's been through a lot. So, But uh, good for him. Good for him. Nice to see him perform as well as he has. So let's talk about the goalies here. Nice article wrote by Pavel. It's the goalies, a future wild goalie. As things are all over the place here. Well, with, you got multiple goalies. Adam Vey, who's been with the Quad City Mallards. He's doing okay at this stage. 
He's from Hungary. How about that? Hungary. You don't really think about Hungary too much. Uh, saying he doesn't belong among uh, he doesn't uh, doesn't belong among the top goalies and, and generally speaking, in numbers after the thirty games. Yeah, I mean they're not too good with quad city, so that's a little frustrating there. Um, the Wild signed him after the two thousand sixteen. World Championships. Uh, again, 30 games, 0.896 save percentage. Not the best. Uh, very unusual goaltending style and such. Hybrid style, according to Pavel Bonnier. Uh, Alex Aless Stezka, as, yep, as uh, Pavel also on the MNW Players website, has pronunciation. So if you want to pronounce these guys correctly, it's it's uh, that's the way to go. Alexandre Belanger, that's obviously very French right there. He's only 21 years old. Adam Vi. Adam, Adam Vi. It's Vi. It's not it's Vi. I, I know that. I'm saying Vi for some reason. It's Vi. you got to remember the old working design Sega CD game called Vi. <laughs> Alexandre Belanger. No relation to... Uh, okay, let's not talk about the, the other, the former Wild Center there. Uh, drafted by the Wild in the seventh round in 2013. Spent four seasons for the junior leagues there in, in Quebec. And now plays at the University of Quebec in CIS. His numbers are good this season, but honestly, why? Why can't expect he is a future wild goalie? Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens with him. Alex Stezka, Alex Stezka, a Czech goalie, plays at the Chicago Steels of the U.S. Hockey League. Picked by the Wild in the fourth round in 2015. So yes, very young there. It's still. Whole lot of future ahead of him, and again a fourth round pick though. That that's a kind of you know you never know. I mean Kemper was a sixth round pick, McCulloch sixth round pick as well. Twenty eleven. It's been a while. Um, late bloomer, but he's getting yeah he's, he's been all right. Uh, Elastesga, according to Pavel, he says he thinks he was a good pick because his current statistics are great. Had an awesome start to the season with three straight shutouts. Wow, LS is my friend. Wow, hey, so he knows him. And and yes, from Czech also, Czech Republic there. Aless knows Pavel. How cool is that? His friend told him that he's afraid about the next season because he's 20 right now, so he can't continue the U.S. hockey. Like, yep, that's like a junior there. Well, and honestly, doesn't know where to move because he still has still hasn't doesn't have a professional contract with the wild well i mean you know it's just one let's see one possibility is move back to czech republic but it wouldn't make sense for his future career he believes that aless he be, he believes in aless but his road to the nhl is still going to be very hard and long you know well maybe well if with kemper possibly leaving in the off season i mean i wouldn't be surprised if aless desga Gets gets to the Iowa Wild. Maybe he could back up Steve McCulloch and Alex Daylock is the backup goalie for the Wild coming up. That's a possible scenario I personally see for Alex Stezka. Uh, Stezka. I, I apologize there for the mispronunciation. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a possibility for Alex Stezka. I mean, you, they took him in the fourth round. That's a pretty significant investment, and it's fairly recent, too. So, uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully that's, that's the case for uh, Alex Stezka. Steve McCulloch, Steve McCulloch from the East Coast. There, he's literally from the East Coast, even though he has a, even though he has more of like a, a, a Swedish type of name there. Um, he says, uh, "Yep, uh, yep, uh, very good late pick in 2011. He's become very good. Uh, he was he was really he was strong with Harvard University in 2014, 15. Moved to the Quad City Mallards. Yep, yep. I remember he was on Quad City." After that last year, and then up to Iowa, and he just he just stepped up during the course of the season. If you listen to last year's show, when I first started really talking about the prospects, now I kind of always have talked about the prospects in the later stages of these shows for years and years now. But last year, I really got hard more hardcore into it. And McCulloch, yeah, I mean, 
<clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, stepped up during the course of last season. I remember thinking, like, wow, this guy's doing really well. And he's, yeah, he's platooning mostly with uh, Alex Daylock right now in Iowa. Uh, he, he, he's been strong. He's been strong. Uh, he was even called up to the NHL but didn't get in the game, though, during the course of time there. with uh, when, when Kemper was hurt earlier in the season, he had to miss a game. Uh, McCulloch was uh, was active with the Wild, but was not put in the game. He's more of an emergency backup in that case. Um, but no, uh, Pavel believes he's very close to the NHL, and I agree. Uh, it's between Mahalik and Stalag, I believe, because I do believe Kemper is gone. I think he's absolutely gone. And a guy who is in a contract year, Kemper, not making a very good, not making a very good case for a contract. Um, but, yeah, Steve McCulloch and Alex Stalock will have definite chances. Now, Stalock does have a one-way contract next year. So that means, yeah, that means if he's in the AHL, you're going to pay, be paying him an NHL contract next year. Now, all this was so the Wild could protect Devin Dubnik. That was the whole point. Um, and, yeah, McCulloch was up with the Wild last year, too. Yeah, uh, Dubnik was hurt. That That's what happened. Oh, no, no, no. It was Kemper. It was last year. So he was an emergency backup once last year and once this year as well. Uh, Stalock has not been called up to the NHL all season. But we'll see what happens. Kapo Kahanen. Kapo Kahanen. As he was a one of the higher picks. Fourth rounder 2014. So, you know, for Alas Steska, Steska, if you're listening, if just in case you're listening, Kapo Kahanen was a fourth rounder in 2014. So still, I mean... And, and he's not here yet, so there's still a chance. I mean, I you know I, I think Steska has a, has a pretty good chance, and we'll we'll just uh, again give him a chance as things continue to uh, develop with him there. Uh, Kahanen is definitely a a high prospect out there, according to Pavel and and many others also. Fourth rounder, 2014. Soon after the draft, he became a star for the Finnish for Finnish hockey. Kahanen utilizes the butterfly style. Yep, a very famous goalie style. Quick gloves and very beneficial. In his height, yep, he's six foot two, so he's not huge like Kemper and uh, Dubnik at six foot six. Mahalik is six three, another bigger guy though too. Um, so after the draft, he became a star in, in the second Finnish league. By the way, he scored two goals in the empty net during the two weeks. Wow, how about that? That's a yep, all the way across the ice to the other net. Just shoot it as straight as possible, and he got her done. Good job, Kahanen. <laughs> a year later, started to play in the highest finish league and became first goalie of his team. The starting goalie, at least at the last World Championships, began as a substitute goaltender, but later he became the first goalie and was one of the biggest stars in Finland at his tournament. His team won the gold medal. For this season, he stayed in Finnish league and his numbers .922 in 32 games. Pretty awesome. Uh, he's been on a struggling team there as well, though. So, But still, to be stepping up like that, to be that good for a team that's not been playing well, that's awesome. Um, next season, he should stay in Finland, but then he, then he is going to move to Minnesota. So next season, he's going to stay in Finland. So that's also the case for, uh, yeah, as He's in the juniors. That's the tough part. So that's got a little bit tougher road at this stage because uh, Kokkonen already in the Finn League and then on his way to Minnesota later on. Yep, uh, very good chance uh, that he will be an NHL goalie and even a starter. Yep, um... 
it's like we're okay now with Dubnik, but you never know. And at least we need, we need at least a backup coming up to, you know, back up Dubnik and develop behind him and then eventually take over. You know, Jake Allen with St. Louis, but yeah, not that he really stepped up that good, but you get the idea. Lots of goalies come in as backups. I mean, you know, they, they I mean, that's how they all start. You don't just come in as a starter right out of the gate. You back up another guy. Dubnik, you know, he's not going to be here forever. You know, he's in his second year of a six-year deal. So four years remaining on that contract. Very few goalies come in at 21-22 and are great right out of the gate. Come in, be a backup, play 20 games, maybe 30 games, maybe 35, you know, as they continue, you know, as the years progress. The next thing you know, you're starting 55 games. Kohanen, and then he ends up being one of the better goalies. You never know. Uh, it's going to be Steska and Kohanen right now as future goalies. We'll see what happens for the Wild. Who knows? Maybe they're going to both be goalies, and Mahalik also as well. Mahalik also could be a, a backup goalie for this league, because I don't think Alex Stalock's going to stay forever either. Um, did not, he only had one good year with the Sharks and two pretty lousy ones, especially his final year with the Sharks. But uh, that's kind of the status right now with Alex Daylock because, well, he's a veteran and all that, and these guys are just, you know, they, they, haven't, even, they haven't even played at the AHL level yet. Though some of these, some of these uh, Finnish leagues or, or, or Czech leagues or whichever, whichever country they're in can be very tough as well, you know, like Russian league with uh, Kirill Kaprizov. So it, it's tough stuff coming in too, so we'll see what happens as these guys continue to develop. Uh, going to the NHL is really, really difficult though. And <laughs> to, to get a goalie in the NHL, I mean, you feel very happy for them as their career can hopefully adjust to the NHL style and the, the talent and the quickness of the, of the National Hockey League. So that's pretty much it with the prospects at this stage. Really want to thank you very much, Pavel Bonnet, for uh, being a part of this show. Marek Skyba also does a great job, again, with the MNW players. Thank you guys so much. And please go and like that page, facebook.com forward slash MNW players. Please go to facebook.com forward slash brave the wild, facebook.com forward slash brave the wild. Go there and like the page for this show. Now, by the way, Luke Cunnan, no points last night in Wisconsin, got beat pretty handily last night. So, good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Dmitry Sokolov, watch, also. Dmitry Sokolov, um, no, no points all week. Big struggle for him with, with Sudbury Wolves. About, about three, three, four games, no points. Strange to see Sokolov not scoring all of a sudden. So, kind of is what it is. They're stuck at 43 goals, 62 points on the season. So, well, we'll just, yeah, hope for the best there. Sudbury Wolves, again, hopefully you can see him come to a higher level at some point, as that's an elite junior league. Let's see him at a professional league next year. Um, so I talked about the Facebook craze. Let's get to the Twitter, at Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild. Do follow that Twitter if you could. And also there's the phone line, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in to Brave the Wild. Your statement, shout-out, comment, question, whatever it is, opine. Keep it from one to three minutes if you could. There's the call now button, which if you're international, if you're international, goes straight through Facebook Messenger to the same phone line, same situation, you know, one to three minutes, all that. Uh, and of course, like I said, it's a voicemail, so don't get too nervous about it. <laughs> you're not going to be on live if you don't want to be. Uh, maybe someday if you are on live, you'd be with me right here. You know, you would just go on Skype or some other uh, call like Google Hangouts, whatever it is out there as well for a live conversation like I did with the Sharks show and others in the past. Uh, I've had conversations with Neil on here on Skype, sometimes in studio too, which is not really a studio, but it's my studio. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, 
yeah. And then the final way to get in uh, with your voice is uh, free voice application, voice recorder application on your smart device, whatever it is. iPod, iPad, Android phone, Windows phone. There's, they're everywhere. Treat it the same way as you treat a phone call. Email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. Your voice will be on air with mine. So you're more than welcome to join the show. I would encourage I encourage you out there to please do that if you could. All of this information for spelling purposes, and you could cut and cut, uh, copy and paste. You won't be able to cut it. Cut, copy, and paste if you want to do that for the email or whatever and join very easily there. Rock, ready to rock and roll. They'll all be in the show description for iTunes, Stitcher, Double Twist, and thesportstuff.com as well. Thank you again very much. Hopefully a 3-0 week for the Wild. Wouldn't that be amazing? 2-1 would be good, though. 2 out of 3 ain't bad, as the song goes. 1 out of 2 would be doo-doo, as far as I'm concerned. And let's not even think about the other the other one. No way. I don't think the Wild are going to lose 3 in a row. Um, so with that, we'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bid you adieu. I want to say take care. Thank you again. Please do rate iTunes. Please do rate this show on iTunes if you could. I'd really appreciate that. Give you a huge shout-out and thank you on air. Other than that, though, have a great week. Do take care and go wild. <laughs>